Where did I park? Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head, get my life together. So here goes nothing. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed last week and uh, the last uh, bonus episode, too. Um, as you can see, we won. So life is good. We made the miles. We made an impact, too. And that's more important. At the end of the day, everybody did win. Uh, it was fun. I appreciate Fats and Fred for putting it together, and I appreciate them for getting on with me and uh, just talking a little junk and having a little fun in the name of mental health and in the name of getting these miles. But again, I'm glad I won. But this week, we're going to win again because I got another friend that I'm talking to. Uh, he's a phenomenal individual. He is just a man of many talents, and he's putting them to good use. He's making an impact in his community. And he's making an impact on the world one step at a time. He's a TED Talk speaker, a former football player, and now an author and soon to be a principal. And uh, he's just a good friend of mine. And he's a big time listener of Where Did I Park? So he's definitely good with me. But uh, today we're going to talk with my good friend, Ernest Hadrick III, a.k.a. Trey Had. And uh, we're just going to catch up on what he's doing to impact his family and his community. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's Trey Head. Football star, principal on the way, author, established. What have you not done yet that you're still trying to do? Oh, man. Um, I still want to teach more kids how to read. Oh, that's uh, real. That's a good answer. I, I haven't. Obviously, one of our, uh, from Mega Sci-Fi, one of our um, mandated programs, mm-hmm. you know, or was or you know how they've changed it with social action and everything but assault on Ill- illiteracy yeah you know i didn't look at it the same um until recently and now i just understand how much literacy is everything yeah. um and just reading and realizing when a child is in my building and he's struggling to read the fire escape mm. directions what does that mean he can't get out he can't save his own life right wow. so when I got that kick and then I started this whole Mr. Lit, you know, to make mm-hmm. it a cool thing about reading and I understand the statistics, you know, based on third grade, they build jails and, you know, because your pro- pro- progression is, is so low. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and understanding that, you know, reading is the foundation of your mind, just the mm-hmm. mind muscle, you know, how you see things and how you pull words off a page and just so much. And I just started falling in love with it. And I was like, well, that's my, my passion at this point, you yeah. know, you know, to teach a child to read. Like, and I love sports, as you know, as you said, I'm a former football player. Um, but if you can't spell the word touchdown, but you can score a touchdown, it's a problem. Something's wrong. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. You right. know, if you can't read the stat chart after the game mm-hmm. to understand what you're doing right and doing wrong or your strengths, and you know, yeah. that's a problem. Right. So, and, and like I said, I, I just want to teach kids to read. When you took your helmet off for the final time, was this the goal? Did you see this? Did you have a plan for it? Or did how did you fall into this? Man, be honest with you, I, uh, when I took my helmet off, um, that was uh, August 04. Mm-hmm. And I uh, suffered, con- I was a concussion, uh, I guess, victim per se, for yeah. lack of a better word. But as a fullback in the power eye, you know, Bill Hayes, George Small. That was your job. That was my job. Go against the linebackers, Herb Dixon, rest in peace, Shamar Milton, these guys, you know, and then playing against the MEAC back then, you know, it was smash mouth and hit after hit after hit. Wild Bill, I think you know about him a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. We always mess it up. (laughs) Crazy Bill, number 44. Yeah. Um, but just going against those guys, man, it, it, it was a it was a toll on me, and I and end up having concussions. So when I took it off for the last time, honestly, I was depressed. Yeah. From o from August 04 to 
October 04, I probably put on like 25 pounds, man. Mm. Uh, I sat in my uh, my my apartment at the time in mm. Greensboro. Um, I was trying to graduate by December. You know, I didn't really do much. It was it was a very dark time for me. Yeah. Um, so I never thought I would be at this point. Mm. And I, I was a business major while I was in undergrad at T. So never was that a, even a, a thought to come back and be teaching reading. Right. And you know, um, some people, it's their goal to come home. Other people, it's their goal to never go back. And then some people, probably like myself, figured, let me do two or three here and take care of home and then figure out what happens next. Uh, yeah. How did you see coming home as? Um, at the time, you know, honestly, I put a lot into football, so I didn't do internships. Yeah. Um, you know, my internship was working out in the summer. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Um, so when I when I was done, when I graduated in, in, in 04, uh, I had no choice but to come home. Mm -hmm. I had no money. I didn't have anything. I I, I didn't want to, but yeah. I had no choice. Right. Um, I mean, I could have probably tried to find a job in Greensboro, but fortunately there's a network here at home mm -hmm. that allowed me to get employment. Um, <clears throat> from there, I was a teacher assistant uh, in a tech school. And yeah. then I became a juvenile detention counselor. Went back to school, became a school counselor. Mm -hmm. uh, and then life started changing a little bit, you yeah. know, and it just, you know, I said, I'm going to help out while I'm here. It's mm -hmm. in my blood, my, my, my father, uh, community activist, coach, all those crazy things. Yeah. Uh, similar to you, man. I mean, it's, it's scary, you know, as much as I, you know, give you kudos all the time, <clears throat> we definitely have a similar walk. You yeah, know? you doing all the work. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, I'm not, dog. No, I'm not. My mother, uh, educator, yeah. like you're, like, it's, it's the same, man. It's, it's yeah. scary. You know, that's why sometimes paths cross. So I came home and, and I was like, and then I was like, I'm not going to be in education no matter what. Uh, yeah. Lo and behold, I become a school counselor. Guess who school counselor? Both of my parents. Like, it's just scary, you uh -huh. know? But then I started learning things and how to motivate kids, you know? And so I said, well, you can lead a lot. You know, you, you're a good leader. And then from there, it was like, well, possibly looking into leading in a in a building. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, and having a son, I think that's where my whole walk <laughs> on wanting to re teach kids to read. That's where it changed. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes he struggles, mm -hmm. you know, and then we just keep pushing it, and my, my mom works on things with him. I don't know, it's just, I look at it so much, the reading thing, man, and the history behind it, you know, we, we couldn't read as blacks for yeah. 200 years, you know, mm -hmm. like they were, they were building Harvard, you know, University while we were coming over in shackles. Yeah. You know, and then it was 200 more years before it was legal for us to read by law, but it wasn't the good English, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. It's reading <laughs> so, enough that, that uh, they needed to tell us to get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. So it, it just, something about it is really like intriguing me at this moment mm -hmm. you know, and making sure people get the, the K to three skill set, no matter how old you are, you yeah. know, like learn like just a new push called the science of reading that is going across the country now. Mm -hmm. And I've been like reading about that, about phonics and phonetics and, yeah. and and learning how to teach that i'm trying to really learn that right now um mm -hmm. so it's a whole it's a whole push man but i don't know if i can teach a kid to read man i can save his life 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 life, life. that's probably one of the realest things ever and how did you come up to, with that conclusion did you look at the curriculum and look at what you were doing now and see that there was a gap there that you wanted to fill i just felt like you know when kids are in school sometimes we have behavior problems mm -hmm. right um Granted, we have to make sure that curriculums and um, enrichment and, and, and the subject matter is engaging. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, we need to make sure that, um, you know, when kids are, are having behavior problems, that, that that they can read and write, excuse me, they're literate, right? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, I was at kids, and I don't know, I struggled with reading, even though I was gifted, you know, mm -hmm. but I struggled with certain things. And I didn't want to read out loud in class. You know how that is, right? And yeah. uh, I don't want to read out loud. And, you know, the embarrassment, but that's such a strong teaching moment where you can see if that kid doesn't want to read out loud, you probably can't read, mm. you know, or she can't read. So let's bring them in. And because I'm going to act up, if I don't want to be embarrassed, I'm going to act out, you know, yeah. but if I can understand something, like if I take uh, you to the weight room and say, CP, put up 
350 pounds, you're going to be like, I ain't doing that, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, it becomes, you know, all right, and I'm, I'm saying you're in trouble because you can't do it, and, and yeah. it just becomes something that doesn't make sense, and, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, it spins, man, and behaviors, be, like, if you can read and you're engaged, you're going to do your work, you know, That's true. but if you can't, it changes everything, man. Behaviors go, I mean, there's times where kids get in trouble, you know, and I'm a school counselor, but I also deal with like intervention, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell a, a student, I'll say, read this for me, right? In a in a humbling one-on-one -on -one way, right? Yeah. Simple, something simple, right? And if they can't read it, I said, listen, this is why we got to take care of our, our behavior in our class. Because yeah. if you can't read this, you can't, you know, I don't care if you want to be a rapper, you can't read that contract. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and your lawyer going to take all your money from you. Take all your money. Take all your money. You want to be an NFL player? You know, whatever. You got to go to college. You it's mandatory. It's not like it's a, I can sit out and try. If you want to make your most money yeah. in the way the system is set up at this point, you got to go to school, right? Right. And if you don't go to school, uh, you're not going to play. You're not going to get the money the whole night, you know. And I, I, I do things like that, and I just try to break stuff down in front of the kid. And say, look, you can't read. We we have no time to be acting up. Mm. You know, it, it's just that simple. You know, I, I, I'm like solely going for like reading and math. Like I don't try to go on basic multiplication, like the basic, because everything else can't be taught. You know, yeah. like if you don't plant a seed, a tree will never grow, 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 grow. Well, since you mentioned seeds, something that you've created, you've created the seeds of leadership, right? I did. I did. Um, Tell me how that know, came about. Uh, so I was um, I was asked to do a TED talk. Mm -hmm. You know, we were picking different people from different um, careers and they wanted an educator. And years ago, I listened to a video about bamboo, planting a bamboo seed yeah. and how it takes like five years before you see it sprout. You know, and then when it goes, it just goes. Yeah. And it's so strong. So I learned about that. And then just from, I, I love to do acronyms, you know, for different things. Right. Um, as you know, you know what I mean? You're a Christopher uh, Franklin Preston CAT in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find ways to make things, you know, work, yeah. right? But on a, on a serious note. So I, I love doing that. And then it was uh, sacrifice, end game. It wasn't initially equality, I'm not going to lie, but now it's equity, yeah. um, development, and strategy. And those are the words that I put together for seeds. And I had my TED Talk um, based off of that. Mm. And, you know, I just, you know, to me, those words can be used in any facet of life, in your household, yeah. with your children. You know, you can teach them those words at a young age. And I sort of tied in chess with those because those words can be found in the game of chess right. in different ways. Well, equity really can't, but equality yes, it can. Okay, you're right. You're with right. The you're right. Look, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not going to get too political, but uh, yeah. the way the way that the back row uses these pawns to make them think that they're kings. There you go. And really, they're there on the front go. line. Oh man, here we go. Here we go. With, with the promise go. of if you can get to the other end of the side, you can be. You'll become a king or a queen. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. So there you go. There yeah. you go. There you go. Teaching, man. Yup. There you go. You yeah. need to go to teaching, man. Oh, gosh. hey, man. I don't know what, if I have the patience for teaching. What, what was your name? Is it Alpha Teresa? Something like that? Am I right? Yeah. Am I yeah. saying it right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I pay attention a little bit. She'll be proud, brother. Or <laughs> or maybe maybe doing some type of adjunct. You know, I don't. You don't have to have a. Uh, a cert. I'm an adjunct of Villanova. I yeah. don't have a cert or anything. You know, I don't know high point you. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You'll be good in front of the classroom. But Man. nonetheless, how seeds came about. Um, yeah. And I just try to stress that, you know, to tell people, man, like, you know, sacrifice, that's everything. We mm -hmm. understand that. Yeah. Um, end game, you know, preparing with the end of mind, Stephen Covey. Yeah. You know, seven habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. uh, equity, um, as we just talked about, through right. even chess. You know, and then even further between equity is really justice. You know, mm. and that's a whole nother part. Yeah. Um, but then development, like constantly developing yourself, you know, even like you're talking about your health initiative, you know, that's constantly, you know, you're slim jack, no longer hungry jack. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just constantly, constantly happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, strategy, you know, like just putting yourself in a successful position. 
mm-hmm. you know, to help um, with others and, and your family. I mean, selfishly saying that, taking care of your household first, yeah. you know, while you're unselfishly living to be a, a better human being. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And I like the fact that they're kind of interchangeable and you don't necessarily have to do them in that, in that order. Yeah, um, yeah. Because a lot of times you need to at least discuss or, or figure out what the end game is before you develop that strategy. Yeah. Otherwise, you get all the way to the end and realize that that wasn't the end you were looking for. Yeah, yeah. Something they call an education. Uh, it's like backwards curriculum. I can't think of the exact word, but it's basically preparing with the end of mind and you work yeah. back, you know. Um, and that's the same thing. Like, we always got to look, what, what do we want the end result to be? And how do we get there? You know, so that's definitely a, um, a pretty cool thing. That's fair. So how did uh, how did things go after that TED talk? Did you feel like your career took off? Did you get a lot of uh, notoriety or, or a lot more looks from that? I I, I think I did. Um, you know, it's TED TED the old TED thing TEDx um, was like a sponsorship. Yeah, I would, that's how I look at it, uh, like Nike or something. Yeah. You know, or um, you know, even have an opportunity to be on your, you know, where did I park tonight? You know what I mean? Or where did I park? But being on your podcast now. Um, mm-hmm. this gives opportunity, man. It just takes one person to hear, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's all it takes, man. One person, I don't have a million views on my TED talk, but the right people, uh, heard it, you know, yeah. and it, it's like, wow, I like this. And you know, it just, you never know who's listening. You that's true. Know. That is true. I mean, I know just with this little, uh, homegrown project, you'd be surprised at just who says, you know, I heard this or, uh, I've been listening. I'm like, really? I almost want to be like, why? But I know better. So I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they listen to every episode or, or every For other, real. or they just heard one and they're like, yeah. yeah. That's important. I mean, um, you never know. And, and yeah. it just takes, sometimes it's a network, you know, it, that, it, that it goes and like the whole bamboo thing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this, how, are you a year into your podcast or no? Uh, yeah, just crossed a year. So okay. Yeah. So it might sound crazy when I say this, but hey, let's see where we are in five years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it might be a whole different ball, and it might not take that long. I mean, yeah. things are getting ready to change drastically, and you know, with society and the economy, and mm-hmm. you know, it's so many ways. And and now, look, I mean, we're what maybe nine hours apart or something yeah. like that. You mm-hmm. know, and there it is, easy interview. No if fans or butts, and and we're able to broadcast it to the world. It's it's the game, and we have to take part in it. We 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 can't run from what's happening. Before we get into everything that's happening, I think it's pretty uh, interesting. You mentioned the game, and you did an old school method. You did something uh, that people don't do anymore, and you wrote a book. <laughs> I did. I did. I was uh I was challenged to write um, children's books. Mm-hmm. You know, like on the counseling series initially uh-huh. as a school counselor um and i had i have an idea and i actually have some other ones that are hidden but i wrote one um called cheese and clippers yeah um about experience at a barbershop but it talks about what we can learn from the experience not necessarily about the fear of a kid getting a ha- haircut yeah you know and it threw people for a loop because of, of initially they're thinking it's like you know, I, I want to support you, you know, your Trey hat and, you know, I, I'm a good community guy. And I hear all that good stuff. But then when they read the book, it's like, you got me. I thought this was about Ernesto getting a haircut. And, <laughs> he str- and then he, he never gets a cut in the book, you know, and that yeah. those people for a loop. So it was cool, man. And I think, it, you know, it turned out pretty good. You know, yeah. I have a, a, it's a second book coming out probably in 2021. Okay. Um, called Chiefs. It still will be underneath Chiefs and Clippers. I think I'm going to continue that. Okay. But it'll be, it'll be called the, the, the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about, and most people think what? Football. Because I'm the old football guy. Yeah. You know, but it's actually about entrepreneurship. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And how Ernesto learns about entrepreneurship through the community in a unique way. So. That's pretty cool. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming, coming, coming soon, but let's let this one run for a little bit right now. <laughs> Let it get the juice out and all that stuff. Yeah, let this one run. But it, it was it was a great project, man. I'm thankful that I had an opportunity to do it, you know, yeah. to put my son's name in print, give a shout out to different aspects of my life, family, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, fraternity, yeah, different ways. You know, one of the characters in the book, well, the only female I see named in the book is named after my mother's mom. 
Right. Dottie Mae. Yeah. Um, the, the young boy named Billy. That's named after my uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, who passed away. He was uh, the CEO and the president of Tuskegee Bank for right. years in Alabama. Yeah. So I don't know. I try to do different things, you know, um, to to recognize people and say thank you, but also teach a lesson. So yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, man. How long did it take you to write that? It actually didn't take no. I mean, put it this way, it was in the works for two years. Okay. Um, I have a cre- creation team. Mm-hmm. Some people I work with, and I sit down with them, come up with the ideas, we put all the ideas together, the scenes, how are things going to look. And then there's like different, like for children's books, even though you can write however you want, mm-hmm. but um, they usually have a uh, 32 page limit. I passed that, as you can see in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I stuck to the, the like numerical of like under a thousand words yeah. and all that stuff. So I, I, I made that. And then you find an illustrator and that mm-hmm. takes a little time and get an editor. So it takes time. But then I, honestly, up to the last, before I went to print, I had changed some some words around. Like it, yeah. it went all the way to the end. So, you know, it's ongoing. I look at it now, I was like, oh man, some things I would be different. Yeah. And I had to be humble and realize that one, I wrote a book, which is cool. Yeah. Two, that uh, Many people might read it more than once, but sometimes, honestly, people read children's books and store them, and then pass them down to kids or grandkids yeah. because if they're the good, if they're good lessons, they want them to read them as well. Right, and it's so good reading nothing, practice. Correct, correct, and that's why I try to put good stories in there so that they can get get that. You know, like hearing "Stand for Something" or "Fall for Everything" in third grade. Yeah, you know, is the foundation of life. It's you way know? better than uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Blue fish, hundred <laughs> percent. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, and, and you might not get it right now, but that little slogan, if you hear it and you hear it again, you might. Like, I learned that when I was younger, and I mean, I was just talking to my son, and I asked him because I'm, I'm so big on self education as well. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm so impressed. As much as the, the virtual distance learning has been crazy for everyone oh I heard my it god more. oh my god i'm so <laughs> glad this is the last week oh my yeah god. but think about it from the standpoint of has your son or sons i know definitely jackson right mm-hmm. has he did he know about zoom prior or google hangouts prior to this oh, absolutely not correct absolutely not and all, all i knew about our, was nano and facetime correct <laughs> so if we if if we uh, put him on the show right now per se and say hey what is Zoom or what is Google Hangouts he could probably tell you everything. Yep. Just like my son, you know, he never heard of Zoom before. So I look about like I think about education and learning, you know, and exposure, and I'm saying to myself, well, what else could they be learning right now? Right. If they can do uh, Flipgrid, I'm not sure if y'all use that down there at all. We don't, but I know what it is. Okay, so my son was putting Mr. Lit, my little, you know, education business now, it is an LLC. Yeah. But putting that as a, um, you know, logo or, or, you know, spot in his video, it's just, it's just crazy, man. And he yeah. never, ever did this before, ever. So what are we holding? Sometimes things can be holding, holding them back because of our system. Mm. I don't know, there's, there's a good TED Talk to watch called The Hole in the Wall. Mm-hmm. by Sugata Mitra, where he puts a computer in India, in like the slums of India. Um, and the computer is connected, you know, has internet, everything. And I think the person speaks in English. Mind you, they speak in a different language. And he puts it there and says, try to figure it out. Yeah. And he comes back a month later and they're like fluent in English. Oh, and wow. Oh, it's, it's it, it really throws your head for a spin. You're just like, whoa. He says, and then he asked like some question about, what do you think about, you know, a doctor doing surgery? And then the kid gives like an elaborate answer that somebody who has a PhD was saying they were only in second grade. Oh, man. From learning, you know, just from like, they didn't know how to work it. They didn't know the English. They didn't know anything. Like they didn't know what the letters were on the keyboard. Think about how much, if you knew nothing about it and they yeah. taught themselves. So, you know, when I learn these things, I just say, what can I do to help incorporate it in my walk as an educator daily and help kids? So That's powerful, man. (laughs) And so all that is, uh, that's going to go into your next project from Mr. Lit, huh? I think so. I think so, man. I'm I'm actually, and it's funny because we talked about Flipgrid, but I'm thinking about doing like just a summer program Mm -hmm. on Flipgrid 
where we can connect families from across because we're still going to be in this even though we might get that whole like red yellow green to to get back out with this whole like phase uh, two and all that phase stuff. two yeah same thing right um with the whole stay at home orders but i'm thinking about doing like a summer i don't even call it summer school or something just online school whatever you want to call it through flipgrid but it'll be mr lit okay. and i have some people who've been doing like some cool homeschool projects that i've been learning yeah where you can use things just in your own house to help kids learn uh, my wife she did something amazing one day we we're taking like a little family walk yeah you know i'm big on the little things i think that just makes a, a world of a difference and she mm -hmm. had my son go through the alphabet while we were walking by picking out things that he saw right so oh, like a, an old school car game correct yeah you know i see something blue you know but this was more like give me a word so you're working on your vocabulary at the same time yeah you know so it was just like wow it amazed me you know it's just very basic but it was just like how how well do you strengthen because you're making a kid not just make up something and he has yeah. to find he's using his environment yeah so when people tell you sometimes you're a product of your environment in a negative way well this is a way to say it in a positive way because i can find all that or tell a kid to go outside and find something that matched every Roy G. Bibb, the colors of the rainbow, right? Right, right. Bring it back in, take a picture of it, but you're teaching them how to use the colors and see the world, you know? Yeah. Since you're talking about products of environment, I think the uh, the biggest page that I found out of the book was uh, when, you know, he's realizing that he's going to be responsible and be a part of that community one day, even though he's already being reared to that. So with your own son and your own, uh, business of helping kids how do you how do you uh delineate between uh the both of them like how do you know what to teach your son versus how to get the the kids that you're working with up to speed some things i try to make parallel i'm not gonna lie like we said being uh like i said like um helping another without depriving oneself yeah you know, uplifting right and you know i uh I try to give my son some special things because he is my my blood, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I I would never deprive my students, and mm. I try to teach them little little nuances that will make them successful. Basic things, you know. Um, be proud of who you are. Mm -hmm. Tell me your name. I don't want to know your nickname. Tell me your name. Well, people say it's hard to pronounce. I don't care. Take your time. Teach me. Write it down. Yeah. I'll learn it. So you're proud of who you are, you know, as well as as well as teachers in school. Like it's not good for a teacher to tell you, um, my name is Mr. P because kids can't pronounce it. Teach them so they can learn your background. They can learn your culture. You mm. know, that teaches them more. Um, and often, you know, we don't do that. So I, 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 I push my students to find little um, keys of success on a daily walk. And I try to hold educators accountable too. like don't say well my name is challenging or you know no take the time mm -hmm. teach them tell them how to spell it where it's from you know see it you know and honestly i work in a predominantly black and brown school yeah you know but there's african roots in every place of this world right yeah yep. tell them how to find an african uh connection you know whether it's in greek i mean in greece or if it's in Europe, there's Afro everything everywhere, you yeah. know, and that will help you learn to teach them because they're going to see somebody who looks like themselves. Yeah. So in, in, in all ways, man, when they're doing a math class, do math history on mathematicians from Africa or from the United States that are African-American and, and, and strengthen their their wanting to, to be better in, in using them subjects. That's real, man. That's that's powerful. There's a lot of power in, uh, I mean, I think we all have that one or two teachers that we, uh, that we look back at and remember that lesson that they, they taught us. And it sounds like you're gearing up to be, uh, that one teacher for a lot of people. Trying, man. I'm, I'm trying, man. Because I also like, even from social media, sometimes I try to share stuff because I, I feel like a lot of people missed it, mm -hmm. you know, and I had parents who taught me, it. uh, I had some decent teachers and I was blessed to go to, to the, the great Great, great, 1891, right, uh, right. North Carolina A&T State University. I mean, right. to the point where, as a business major, I was taking an accounting class, right? And this is why it's so big to me about history and learning good things about yourself. Yeah. And I was taking a, an accounting class, and, and Dr. High Quick Smith, I think her name was, I believe yeah, she was Dr. the HQ. A, HQ. She was yeah. the AKA advisor at the time, yeah. I believe, right? So we're taking, I'm taking HQ's class, 
And the extra credit was the history of the school. Mm. Counting what's the real deal? I tell people this all the time. The real deal, and so crazy. Imagine this, right? As uh, young adults, because we were nineteen, twenty. You know, we were young, yeah, but we were still intelligent, right? And it wasn't like trying to play you. But she said the first question on the extra credit was, "What is the official name of the school?" Like, how many people don't really know it at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. People saying techno technological and all this. <laughs> I'm just like. I'm like, I'm stuck right now, right? <laughs> From that point on, or like, you know, uh, agri what, was, what was like for agriculture? Like it was uh, agriculture instead of agricultural. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was it was crazy, man. And from yeah. that point on, I knew every time North Carolina agricultural and technical state university. Like I just, it was it was important, man. Um, right. And and something like that to me is how she did it. It was accounting class had nothing to do with history, but she intertwined it, and it made right. me like respect so much about A&T, man. You know, I try to teach that even through friendships here, fraternity things. Um, honestly, you know, yeah. seeking Omega back then um, and thinking about how, you know, you're taught, Musa chapter was founded when, at A&T College, right? Yeah. You know, and I look at that as a historical purpose because a lot of times here in the North, I think people have lost our history. Mm. Right. I don't um, think it's just the North, though. I think it's everywhere. I think it is, but there's a power in the South that sometimes in the South we don't always see mm -hmm. if you never leave. Right. I'm blessed that I've lived in the South. I went to Auburn with the A and T, and then I came back home. Right. Yeah. But even at Auburn, you know, I was a student athlete there and playing football. I believe I met the first black uh, football player in the SEC, which I believe he was an Auburn football player. Um, so that was historical references then, right? So mm. I come home and I ask some of my friends here or frat brothers, I said, oh, who was the first, you know, like last year, for example, Temple University had these shirts out that said HBCU-ish for like, oh, gosh. oh my God, for their homecoming. It was a big <laughs> thing all over. Oh yeah, dog, right? Oh. Right? So I didn't comment on social media, right? I didn't say much. Right. But my thought was, I know they were trying to say, like, we're just saying our homecoming is HBCUs. And I said, all right, whatever. That's still, to me, not cool. But it's if an you invite to me, a history lesson, I'll tell you that much. And that's where, I, that's where I was getting ready to go with it. And I was going to say, like, well, just tell me who the first black student of, of Temple was, you know, or because we don't want to hear what doesn't matter, because if not, you won't be here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You want to So let's let's talk history if we want to talk HBCUs, because that's what we found. You know, that's our like that's our seeds, that's our yeah, foundation. Exactly. And that's where it was just like, it was crazy to me. I was like, well, tell me the first black basketball player at Temple, the first black football player. Like, tell me, like, let me show you what they haven't taught you enough of. You know, you should want to know that. Huh? Tell me anything black. Tell me anything, you know, or tell me about your school, which I started researching before I, cause you know, you want to research before you go and comment. Yeah. Where Temple got the name of the owls because the person who I believe helped one of the founders of the, the school, he was teaching kids at night. So they were night uh, owls. Yeah. So that's how they became the Temple Owls. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. But tell me that if you're going to tell me something about HBCUs. You know what I mean? Give me right. something. Don't, right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back just as strong. Mm -hmm. I didn't comment. I didn't say anything. But I was talking to one of my friends here, you know, and I said, you went to Drexel, like, who was the first, what, what did you major in business? All right, who was the first black guy to graduate from Drexel as a business major? They didn't teach you that, right? Are, are, right. are, you, are you sure they care about you to your <laughs> full potential? I believe they care about you, and I get it, but all the way line to make sure you recognize what's important to you? He's like, nah, I never thought about it. I said, honestly, I didn't think about it leaving Largetown myself, but yeah. when I when I got down to A&T and Auburn and those experiences, man, it changed my life. Mm. Changed, my, changed my life. I think about what we're going through right now. And I posted something to, today about when the National Guard was on campus. You mm. know? And, yep. And, and remember those bullet holes that were in Scott Hall? Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I, I remember the, when they knocked it down while we were on the yard and they, we collected bricks and stuff. But I remember I was walking past and the old man told me the story like, man, the National Guard was here. Yeah. And they were shooting. And I, it's just... That's that's what makes you push on and think about when it when it gets hard and you know those type of stories make you who you are you know and they and make you appreciate age. you know being where you're at mm -hmm. wherever you're mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. it's 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 heavy man it's a 
it's a tall task, man, but we, we stand on the shoulders of those who come before us, man. We gotta we gotta press on. This is a it's a unique time and there's some some uncertainty. Yeah. But this could be a change, man. You know, I just saw a statistic that is all fifty states have protests going on right now. Wow. Yeah. That's heavy. All fifty. Heavy. Heavy, man. I mean, put it this way, there's a place here, and I'm gonna keep it funky with you. Called Boyertown, Pennsylvania. You can look it up. The KKK is alive and well there. Yeah. I mean, right? There it's majority white town. Yeah. There were people doing black lives, white folk doing Black Lives Matter uh, silent protests today and were met by the KKK. Wow. Yeah. So, so knowing that and seeing that and really uh, just kind of tying together a lot of the things that you just said, how are you doing? Shoot, how are you doing? <laughs> and then what do you tell your son? You, you know what? I'm, I'm doing well. I, I mean... There are some challenges, you know. I have a lot going on. I actually took a step back from my my uh, my principal certification program. I was in a class and I said I just need to take a break. Yeah, because there's a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. And they understood and they said, you know, we'll talk about it and take care of all that. Because um, I'm almost done, so I can always take the class over. You know, yeah. but your mental your mental health is more important than your your pocket sometimes. I know that's right. My son, someone asked me that earlier. Like, how do you tell and it hasn't been the hardest because we were already home because of the COVID. Yeah. So the transition has been sort of like, well, we're still home, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we don't live in, a, in the community where we're from and where we live. A lot of the looting and stuff is happening in the big city. Okay. And it's not like we have big stores here and stuff like that. So we're not really witnessing that as of mm-hmm. now. But I think as time comes, uh, I'll explain more. To get myself a plug, I'll make sure he reads Cheesecakes and Clippers <laughs> because it has some things in there that just ironically go with this time. Yeah, yeah, you know that can help us move forward. You know, and honestly, I mean, everybody, I, I'm saying this in a humble way, but in a prideful way. Yeah, um, the book should be purchased by everybody. I agree. You know, I, I, white, black, anything, but definitely black and and brown good nuggets and even adults read it and then think about what they're going through in life like man i gotta stand up for myself at the job or <laughs> who are you telling like it's a simple <laughs> lesson and it's filled with just so many different things like i think another thing that jumped out to me was just the experience of not only the barbershop because we all have barbershop experiences but like being a young kid in the barbershop and taking it all in you know, now when you think about the barbershop, you're used to it. You're older, you get mm-hmm. it, you've been there, done that. You appreciate it for all the good, bad, and ugly that it has. Yeah. But when you're young and, you know, you're going with your dad or you're going with your uncle or big brother or something like that, you see it from a totally different lens. And totally different. that's where some of those questions come from because a lot of that barbershop talk is, is unfiltered and uncensored. And oh, so yeah. you yeah. learn some things that... Your your parents might not have been ready for you to learn, so you get your cut and you get back, and you're like, "So what was he saying, Dad?" <laughs> Especially when you get old enough to go by yourself. Oh yeah, and, and, and you know your old man might not be there to give the eyes to the barber, like, "Yo, my son sit here now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfiltered. They give you everything, man. Oh yeah, but it's needed, man. It takes a village. Talks yeah. about that in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it takes a village and. It's it's needed, man. Like you, you, you just can't learn everything at home. You can't. Oh, that's true. That's very um, true. You might hear a, a message, but it doesn't mean you learned it. You mm-hmm. know, something else might need to teach you it. And that's what I believe, man. And, and often, you know, especially in education, there's those arguments. Well, it starts at home. The parents, this and that, and you know, I, I just believe it starts where it starts. Mm. You know, if it has to be the barbershop, let's so be it. As a counselor, you know, um, as an educator especially in black and brown communities, and, yeah. and, and, but especially in black and brown, because barbershops are sacred as maybe the church, if not just as sacred, right? And, yeah. and hair salons, those barbers and, and hairstylists should be on speed dial for the schools. When things are going on, when kids might be having problems, right? I'm not saying they need to come up to the school, but if a parent is okay saying, hey, have Mr. Sam, quote unquote, yeah. you know, on speed dial, right? Because Mr. Sam's going to see your son every other week. So he's an automatic mentor. Mm. The automatic. The, the time in the chair, he's going to ask, how's school going? 
automatically. Yeah. You know, it's not, he's not going to just say, come on, sit down. It doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's almost like barbers get a, a crash course in counseling, if you think about it. You about right, man. And it's just like, wow, like, you know this about? Man, I've been paying attention. You having a rough day. Damn, yeah. how you know? <laughs> you know? Like, it's crazy. I'm just like, got a vision for you. I believe, like, honestly, you know, the character Mr. Sam is is my child, one of my childhood barbers who I who built a bond with, who, who drove to watch me grab. He doesn't take Saturdays off like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And drove down to A&T. Unbelievable. 12 o'clock on Friday night. I graduated December 04. Right. And left and, and missed a Saturday at the shop to watch me walk across the stage. Shut up. You know? Yeah. So, Lamar Buddy Epps, right? Mm -hmm. um, and for me not to give back, and I, you know, for years, you know, he's got a lot of awards, but to put his name in print, you know, and I haven't been able to really deliver him a book yet and do what I want to do because of this COVID thing. And it's, it's yeah. coming. Yeah. But to put his name in print for the world to see and, and to remind everybody who's Mr. Sam they have in their community, like, we love y'all. We, we're thankful. Because yeah. that time away sometimes is like, I know as a kid, I, I would go, and I was more of a teenager, but I would just go to the barbershop and chill. Yeah. Like, it's cool to be there, you mm -hmm. know, and that's it's needed, man. So it's it's definitely a, a, a unique experience, man. And I just hope everybody purchases it, you know, because it's a story, not because of me for real, but the story itself will help. It'll help the kid. Man, that's somewhere. fair, man. That's, that's real, man. Yeah, it is a good purchase, but... uh. Obviously, I knew you was going to write a good book, but I was impressed and also uh, surprised, pleased, and I really enjoyed it. Just uh, it. reading it. And uh, I was able to read it to my kids and they, they enjoyed it too. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, and I, like I said, I have a strong team, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, this is my first time. Yeah. And I, I have a good team that I work with that, uh, you know, helps me bring my ideas out. And that allows me to, you know, make it all happen. Since we're talking about teams, man, you uh you do a heck of a job of reposting me and and sharing all my stories and stuff, man. So you on my team, I appreciate that. Uh, Always, man. Listen, so. man, like like I I just I believe it. Like so, you know, I go on my education thing. I'm an educator, right? And one right. big thing right now is entrepreneurship. As we're teaching our students as a school counselor, right? Yeah. We have these whole career uh, readiness and package that we're trying to teach kids and. I, I tell somebody, whatever your hobby is, um, make that your your business. You mm. know, uh, you as yourself, I think you know you're a people's person. So you doing a podcast is uh, hand in hand with everything you do in life, right? <laughs> you look at it now, like, well, where's money gonna come from this, right? Yeah, and that's sponsors. When people start listening, and it's like, dang, everybody wants to hear where did I park, you know? And then where did I park becomes a a car that you driving around the country interviewing people and it's like where did I park where is that car going like it yeah. just grows like that you know yeah. what I mean and yeah you know or it's a a, a daggone what's those things called those motorhomes whatever you know what I mean and, <laughs> and you're driving around like John Madden right and yeah summer all with the family you know you the wife and the three boys y'all just where are we where are we parking today who are we gonna interview you know what <laughs> I mean like that's real that's how it goes man and, and people pay for those things and it also gives you a sense of ownership and belonging I think that's important, man. So we have to teach entrepreneurship and you know why that's gonna be my my second book. And he talks about that in the book as well, about yeah. his own, own business, man. I mean, it's, you know, we always teach kids sometimes, when you go work for somebody, you know, and then if we can teach them, is somebody gonna buy your product if you act like that? That's mm. a whole different mindset. Yeah. That's been phenomenal, man. So I really just want to, uh, Thank you for stopping by, man. This has been dope. Is there uh, anything else you want to pub or uh, get people excited about? You want to drop some uplift? If it's good enough, I might use it. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, one, uh, just a shout out to to the wife, mm -hmm. you know, um, definitely beyond supportive of, of this stuff. And, you know, I guess you can say she's my manager, you know what I mean? There you go. As we go through, you know, it's a lot of things we talk about, we discuss, um, and just being there because marriage is the challenge. Um, but the outcome can always be good if you continue to work. You know, obviously, shout out to my, my son, you know, and as well as my parents, you yeah. know, and just family and everything. And, you know, uh, give you a shout out, man. Um, hey. 
you know, I, I, I know that you don't like attention and all these things and all this whatever stuff, but if you say CP amongst the friends of Aggie Pride and, mm. and Roo Roo Roo, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say something bad. Uh, nothing perfect, but something bad. Yeah, right? There's a couple people out there, but you know. That's okay. Uh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I stand on that one. But I, I just appreciate the friendship, man. And, and I, I say that from the bottom of my heart. It's not listening to the the interview the other day about black men and mental health and yeah. you know, these memes out here to say people, I love you. Like, you know, I mean that though, regardless. Yeah. Like, I, go to, I go to war for you. You know, I always tell the story about when I came to Michigan during a challenging time. Yeah. And I called you at first. And I was like, he probably ain't gonna answer. And you didn't, which is understandable. Yeah. And I text you and I said, I'm here. You're like, what? You know, <laughs> but it, it just, it's friendship, man. And I, yeah. and I think that's, that's important, man. This is, it's, Life is challenging. Nobody thought we talked about stuff a couple of months ago. Nowhere where we say what we've been through these last couple of months, nor what we're going through right now, could we have imagined? Right. You know? Right. Um, and we hear about the, the civil rights movements of, you know, the 60s and the 50s and, you know, all yeah. the, during those times. And we hear about it. We hear that we still are in it, but not like this. This is, this is different. Yeah. This is, this is different, man. And, you know, we still have a ways to go, but I, I would say our, uh, our elders and ancestors would be proud. I, I believe. I, I I can agree with that. I, I, I would say that. that man. They'd say we got work to do, but I don't think that they'd be hanging their heads in shame. No, nah, they wouldn't. And I don't so. know if we should either. I think that, you know, they are challenging times, but they're here for us to figure out. And they are. We have generations coming up behind us. Things like this book, things like these seeds, things that we can actually plant and really develop are going to be how we make an impact. That, does, that doesn't mean we don't need to, you know, stand in the face of some of this stuff and start fighting back and and invest in ourselves and invest in our own people and circulate dollars a little better and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to look the same as it looked. The goal, even though it might be the same, the path to get there has changed a little bit. Correct. So be cognizant of that and use that to move forward with uh, with what we're doing. And I think you're on that you're on that path, man. So I hope so, man. Like, like I said, I just want to leave my mark, make the world better, and leave something for my son. You yeah. know what I mean? Like 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 where did where did I park? You know, um, Jackson, Jason, Drew definitely should be running that one day if yeah. they're if they're managing it and somebody else's. You know, now the the MC or the you know or the host. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, I think about Fred Witt, and not to go too long, but when he had his Journey Enterprises, that's where something kicked in me. Like, yeah, hey, wow, yeah, back to my daughter. So you know, and then you think about Wendy's and all these other places out here in the world. That's somebody's name. That's somebody's mm -hmm. child. Absolutely. You know, and we don't think about that because we haven't had as much, but we have to start pushing that. You mm -hmm. know. Black Black Wall Street is a reality, no longer like a, a historical. Right, and that's if you knew what it was. Correct. Since we're talking about people that don't know history. Correct. You know what I mean? So it, it took a TV show for people to to realize what that was. Man, and <laughs> preach, brother. There's so we a couple don't good books H out there too. Don't but. don't say HBCU ish unless you all know your history. And that's just corny, man. For real, for real. Oh, you and love cool. you for who you are, man. There's that's good it. black people that's everywhere. It. There's good people everywhere. Just no salute doubt, the bro. ones that did it in your in your spot, and you can still make that difference. That's it, man. That's it. You could you could you could put the face of the first black student on a shirt, and you would have to say HBCU ish. You're gonna teach the world who that first black student of Temple was. Done deal. Hey, that's what we did with NASA and Ron McNair. There you go. So. Q Safi. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna hold you, man. We'll sit there and yap all day, man. You know yes, how we sir. do. But uh I appreciate you, man. Anything you need from me, you'll just let me know. Um, tell everybody where they can find what they need to find, all your stuff. Gotcha. Um on Twitter at Mr. Lit EDU, on Instagram at Mr. Lit EDU, um the blog. Uh, the seeds of leadership dot edu blog blogs dot org. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Trey Had, you know, and as well as on LinkedIn. Um, 
and you'll and you'll see myself on there, Ernest Hatter the Third, my, my my government name, as they would say, right? right. <laughs> but uh, you know, please look me up. I love the network, um, and just build with other people. I'm here. Right. And what's what's your little signature line that you put on every post? Oh man, uh, to be fly. Yeah. Uh, so I have the two fingers like a peace sign, um, to live in peace. Uh, I have a B. Mm-hmm. Like a, a bumblebee, but it actually means to be humble. Mm-hmm. And then fly, I have an airplane to fly high in life, you know, and a soar for, for great things. So to be fly. To be fly, no matter what you do. Yes, sir. I like it, man. Well, shoot, we're going to be flying. We're going to get out of here, man. But I appreciate you. Thank you, CP. Man, Trey is doing big things, like I told you. I definitely appreciate him for coming through. Uh, This week, uh, in the spirit of some of the things that we talked about in our conversation, uh, he kind of triggered something in me and it it brought me back. He basically wrote a book for his son to help him realize his potential and really just to boost him up and build him up. And it reminded me of my dad. When I was growing up, when I was in kindergarten, first, second grade, um, you know, you had your name on your cubby and your number basically in alphabetical order. So I was Chris, 18. And my dad would write these stories. They'd be about four or five pages. This is old school, like, printouts with, like, black and white pixelated pictures of whatever, like, graphics were on the computer package. So it'd be like a rocket ship and stuff like that. But it'd be like the adventures of Chris 18. And so Chris 18 would go on these journeys and make things happen and meet people and uh, really just boost confidence. And it turned me into a little mini rock star. Of course, he didn't publish them and go national and have a book like Trey did, but he saluted his son and he gave his son something to read and something to see. And I'll never forget that. I can't remember every word to those books, but I remember the adventures of Chris 18. So make an impact with the people that you have in your life, Um, whether it's planting seeds, pun intended, or whether it's uh, making them feel special. Uh, All it takes is one ounce of effort to uh, impact them in a way that they can understand. If it works for them, it works for the greater good. And in these times when we're being hunted and hurt and challenged and really just struggling to be who we are, if you can find something that reaches somebody, mold it and, and keep going with it and use that to further make them feel special, build their confidence, um, show them that they are important and and use that and continue to use that and continue to watch that seed and water it and then it'll grow. And it didn't take but a few days, but a little bit of effort, but a little bit of creativity. Uh, It's probably something you already have in your skill set. You just put it to good use and you put it into a way where they could understand. So don't sleep on your gifts, don't sleep on your talents. Just find what works for them and continue to go with it. And I'll continue to go with you guys. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And I hope you join me again. So once I get done reading this book to my kids again, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find out where did I park, park, park.